For anyone who has ever launched before, you know that something will always go wrong on launch day. And I don't want to scare anyone. It's just a reality. And it's just something that you just need to prepare for so that you don't have a freak out moment. And the same thing happened for us. This is not your average business podcast, because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Welcome to another behind the scenes episodes. We love to do these every month so that you guys can see what's going on inside of our business. And the hope is that it will help you in your business. So as most of you know, last week we launched Purposeful Business our signature offer for the second time ever. If you go back to episode 34, you can hear how the first launch went. Today, we're going to focus on the second launch and how that went, starting with the things that we did leading up to the launch. And we are recording on the last day of the course launch. But since we love transparency and we love giving you the details, these are the numbers so far. So we have had 30 people join Purposeful Business and the total revenue for that is just under $30,000. So then the number that will land in our bank account after processing fees is 29053 So obviously there's going to be some monthly fees such as Teachable, where we host our course. We have SamCart. That's where we process the payments through. We use Wondershare. So that that's where we actually built the modules and the lessons. And those are simply going to be part of our business going forward. And we are hoping for a few more last minute sales, but you guys, we are so happy with how this launch went. We can't wait to serve our new students. And we already can tell that there is something really special. It's just been so high energy so far. And if you guys remember our beta launch, which was the first time that we launched our course, the price point was $749. So we took this price up to $997 for early bird pricing but the actual fee for it was $1,197 after that early bird pricing expired. And throughout this episode, we're going to break down a few of the things that we did. We are going to break down some of the big lessons that we learned and also what we're going to change and try the next time that we launch. And I want to take you back to the beginning of our strategy. So we knew that we wanted to do a pre-launch event in the form of a challenge. And then we had that early bird pricing incentive that Abby just talked about. And our Instagram challenge went so well. We definitely attracted our ideal avatar. It was such an engaged group. We had about two thirds of the people who joined. They ended up going into our Facebook group, which was an awesome container for them to connect with each other. And then also where we could show up and serve and connect. And this is really the time that you want to be building excitement and engagement. And then of course, serving them before you go in with a big ask. So we did our challenge April 11th through the 14th, and then we launched Purposeful Business on April 18th. 
And we offered our challenge and our waitlist early access to the course. So they were the first people to know when we opened up our doors. And we learned some lessons from doing that. And it's kind of two different parts. The first part was we did not realize that when we opened up the cart for the waitlist and the challenge members, that it was on Easter. And Easter changes every single year. And we absolutely should have pulled out our calendars and made sure that we weren't launching on Easter, but we did. And <laughs> <laughs> but we did. Happy we Easter. Did. <laughs> exactly. Christ has very- risen. Join our course. <laughs> and it's funny because I had the email set to go out at 8 a.m. And I was messaging Amy and Abby. And I was like, I think I should move this back. And they were like, yeah, move it back till at least four o'clock. And then four o'clock happened. And Amy was like, I'm actually still with my kids right now. So I'm sure all of the people that just received this email are not paying attention to what's going on right now. <laughs> but the second part was we also didn't incentivize our challenge or our waitlist members to join early. So one day early access, it's great because they get access to the program first and they get immediate access as soon as they buy. But there was no other special incentive for them to make a move on Sunday instead of Monday or Tuesday. So next time we do a pre-launch or we do an event like this, we would definitely have an additional incentive for them to join early. So maybe that's an extra bonus or maybe even a bigger discount for them. Yeah. And we are always transparent that mistakes equals lessons learned. And we have an entire episode. So that's episode two, where we go through some of the mistakes or just things that we would have changed going into the podcast and in life in general. And we started off this episode hot with a few of the things that we definitely are going to change going forward. But some things that we did well, for starters, we were able to each do things that we were really good at. So Amy, she was completely in charge of the Instagram stories. She did her magic with the graphics. And she kept a pulse on the community from the very beginning. So I love this quote she lives by. She says, the pivot can be more powerful than a plan. And as someone who likes a plan, I appreciate having somebody who likes pivots because instead of planning the entire week out, she likes to take it day by day and adjust where necessary. The stories, they stayed engaging. They led to a lot of questions and definitely a lot of interest in the course. For me, I was completely in charge of the DMs. So Amy showed up in the stories and then I was kind of doing the backend work in the DMs. And here was some of my strategies. So for starters, I really wanted intentional connection. So if they were reaching out and asking a question, that's a warm lead. So you wanna make sure that you're answering those individuals who are asking those questions. And if I felt like they needed more support, we offered them a connection call. So we would hop on a Zoom video meeting and made sure that they had all the answers that they needed in order to make their best decision. Kat has said this before, but being in the gray zone, that's the worst place you can be. We either want it to be a yes or be a no. And that's what these connection calls were all about. And I want to dive into some of the details behind these connection calls because it's definitely a unique piece, especially for the price point that we are offering this course at. And at the same time, we found them to be so effective and we are so glad that we had this as part of our strategy. So Kat and I, we opened up slots in our calendars so people could book a call with us. We use a program called Calendly and based on availability, it would just simply choose either one of us to book that call with. These calls, you guys, they were so much fun for us. Amy's like shaking her head next to us because Kat and I, we would just be on fire going into these conversations afterwards, doing the debrief of how the call went, how excited we were to have the individual join. And this is one piece that I miss about my corporate job, that in-person, that two-way communication. So I felt like these calls, it brought back the pieces of my corporate job that I've been missing in this one-way business. 
And what I loved is that we were first able to answer the questions that many of you had. Questions like time commitment, you know, who else is part of the cohort? What do the modules even look like? And then what is part of those coaching calls? Those were all questions that you had and it helped to really figure out if the person would be a good fit for the course or if they should maybe wait for another time. I also know that Kat and I, we both did a little bit of coaching on these calls. So imposter syndrome, that popped up a lot. We know a lot of you said, I just don't know if I can actually do this. So we were able to go through these conversations, go through these hesitations and see where the person was literally having obstacles that were holding themselves back. And that's the beauty of these video chats. Like emails are one thing, emails are excellent. You can definitely talk to somebody and figure out their questions. I mean, any type of customer service representative can do that. But when you can see somebody and have that one-on-one -on -one conversation, you can literally feel what the person is going through. You can experience where they are. You can see the little twitches, the little hair pulls, the nervous laughter, you can see all of that. And we can figure out, okay, what is holding you back? And most of the time, it was themselves that were holding themselves back. Would you guys say we probably will do that for the next time we launch? Abby and I were like loving it. Like, I feel like we'd have to like do that pull that from our cold, <laughs> dead hands. <laughs> so it was so successful for us. You'll have to see if that makes sense inside of your business, what price point you are at. When these women were jumping on these 20 minute calls, 30 minute calls, it's like in 30 minutes, Kat and Abby were making our business, you know, $997. So to us, it was definitely worth it. And now a quick break from our partner, BetterHelp. As you guys know, Kat, Abby and I all wholeheartedly believe in therapy. Each of us have been to a therapist and, you know, we'll go back to one too. Life changes, times change, different stressors come up. And part of being a really smart business owner is taking care of yourself. And sometimes you need a little bit of professional help to do that. So if you want to join BetterHelp and get 10% off your first month, you can go to betterhelp.com backslash her purpose. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com backslash her purpose for 10% off your first month. You'll get paired with a counselor and you can tell them exactly what you want to work on. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that price. So I felt really happy that we went with that price of $9.97 for early bird. It then went up to $11.97. Here's what we do know. A lot of our competitors are priced at least double, if not triple our price. So we know a lot of our competitors are selling at a much higher price point. We also know that a lot of people in the online space would definitely recommend that we raised our price because of what we're giving to our students. Here's another fact. Most of our students paid in full, but we did offer a payment plan option where they could have paid in two parts. So in the online business space, one metric that people look at to see if they should increase their prices is how many students are paying in full. And we definitely had a really high percent of people that used that pay in full option. But that being said, we've already talked about this and we want to stay at a price that is approachable for more budding entrepreneurs. 
So just because you can raise your prices, it doesn't always mean that you necessarily should. And we had to ask ourselves, what is our value as a company? We are trying to stay so that we can really help people build their businesses. And we want a lot of people to be able to afford this price point. We are also based in the Midwest. So we know that we are serving Midwest moms. Kat, before this, she was working for a business that was based on the West Coast. And I have to say, prices just hit different. This is something that I know to be true. All of my business experience has been selling to Midwest moms. Midwest moms love a freaking value. <laughs> like they are going to use their Kohl's cash. They will do crazy things for a free water bottle. <laughs> yes. Like they honestly, and we are you, like we are the same way. We love a value too. So it gets really interesting when we start having these conversations about price because Kat's bringing her perspective. I'm bringing my perspective. Abby's bringing her perspective. We're all hearing each other and just trying to make the best decision for our company. You know, you can't always look like, what is everyone else doing? We have to ask ourselves, what do we want to do? So a lot, a lot, a lot of our sales happened when we did have that early bird pricing. So that $200 off pushed people to make their best decision. And so we could see that that really, really worked for our company. So I will say when we launch again, which we're looking at the fall to launch again, we do think that we're still going to keep our pricing at $1,197 with the $9.97 early bird price option. And then I think as a business, we really need to think about how we could bring more juicy value to the table because we know that our target customer is a woman that loves a value. So how can we really sell and serve her in the way that she wants to be sold to? So this has been very interesting for me to learn a new market since starting Pursuing Her Purpose, because even though it's technically the same kind of offer that I dealt with in the past, it is a different niche. And as Amy said, we're serving women. A lot of them are in the Midwest. We are in the Midwest. And a lot of them are parents. And there's kind of two stances that people take on pricing. One is having a higher price and lower volume. And this works really well for high ticket offers, for example. And another option is having a lower price and going for that high volume. And like, as Amy said, we have different experiences that we bring to the table. So it has been really cool to have these open conversations about where do we want to land and how does price play a role in that? I think it's really interesting because depending on who your teacher is, so like we think of ourselves as leaders, as teachers in the online space, depending on who your teacher is, they might fall into one of those buckets a little bit more. So I was in a mastermind. It was on the West Coast and everyone was like, raise your price, raise your price, raise your price. We've had friends that are in a mastermind and people told them to raise their price. And guess what happened? That didn't work or it hasn't worked yet. I don't know, you know, if it will. So I just don't think that there should be necessarily blanket advice on you know, everyone should raise their price because I don't think that that works for every single person's business. Totally. And sometimes like there is resistance if someone isn't pricing appropriately. However, it's also like a cop-out piece of business advice. 
like the easiest strategy you can do is like log into your computer and say like increase it by $200 versus like maybe getting a little more strategic with your messaging or how you're generating leads or all of the pieces that come into play or even like really doubling down on organic marketing. Like that has a lot more pieces than just like logging and being like, Boop, it's going to be $200 more. But yeah, anyways, back to the launch. So for anyone who has ever launched before, you know that something will always go wrong on launch day. And I don't want to scare anyone. It's just a reality. And it's just something that you just need to prepare for so that you don't have a freak out moment. And the same thing happened for us. So even though me and our VA, Sarah, we thoroughly tested everything in advance on day one, when we opened up the cart Stripe, which is our payment processor, it just started denying certain people's credit cards, depending if they banked at certain locations, because we were a new vendor and those banks might've thought that we were a fraudulent charge. So even though we tested, if we didn't have a certain bank, you know, it wasn't getting flagged. So it wasn't a problem. So one thing that I did is I made sure that I was available when cart opened. So I actually was on vacation on Sunday and I blocked the whole evening to be ready to rock and roll. And ironically, like I just knew it, I was like going to have to jump in and I was so prepared and ready for that. So I was in communication with our payment processor and certain banks and trying to resolve the issue, even though it was a Sunday and most things were closed. On Easter Sunday too. <laughs> on Easter Sunday. It was a holiday. It was Sunday. You can't and... even get a sub on Easter Sunday. You're exactly. not going to get a freaking banker. <laughs> exactly. And then I was also in communication with our customers because I'm not going to leave them hanging if they're like, why is my credit card being? denied. So we were supporting a lot of the people who joined our program with the things that were happening on that day. And I guess you could look at this in one way. It is kind of cool to go through these problems because next time we launch, these kinks are worked out. We are now an approved vendor in Stripe. This is not going to happen again. And a lot of the other work that we've done in advance for this launch, we'll be able to reuse those assets going into future launches. So for example, for this launch, I wrote all of the emails and copy that we needed. And I will go back and I'll make some edits based on our metrics as any smart business person would do. You know, I'll look at how many people opened them, how many people clicked, what needs to change. But the majority of the content, it is ready to go for the next time that we launch. I'm going to check the calendar for all major holidays. (laughs) <laughs> oh, so Amy's in charge of taking the calendar. Oh, perfect. Okay, guys. <laughs> and I had one real life behind the scenes moment that happened during the launch that I will say, I felt like I was channeling my inner Amy a little bit during this, but I was coming back from a girl's trip and I didn't realize that my husband had a work trip the day after I got back. I literally thought it was the following week. So I land And the next morning, my husband gets on a plane and heads off for a work trip and we're in the middle of a launch. So add in a shift of solo parenting to top it off. And it was just real fun. So launch week, it does take attention, energy, as I said, troubleshooting sometimes. So definitely make sure when you're launching to pull out the calendars, check for those holidays, check for any family dynamics or things that are going on and make sure that you have the support that you need during the launch. Well, and you can only prepare so much, right? Like those things, definitely we could have prepared a little bit better for. However, we prepared so well in all these different areas that it didn't feel like such a big deal when those other things started popping up. Also, I love behind the scenes episodes because if you listen to them, you can see where we pivot and we have a big one coming. I feel like we need a drum roll. Drum roll, anybody? Drum roll? No, yes. and he's like, oh my God. <laughs> 
So we've already shared this with our purposeful business students, but the next Pursuing Her Purpose course, it is in the works, you guys. It is coming and you can expect there to be a podcasting course, hopefully unleashing later this summer. So this is a course, it's gonna get straight to the point. Like we realize you are busy, you have time constraints, you also have messages that you wanna share with the world. So we want this to be a cost-effective way for you to get your podcast off the ground and into the world and really figure out some strategy behind how to grow your downloads, how to monetize and to do that stuff right from the start. And I think this is a good point and lesson in any business is listen to your community or your audience. We hear it every day from people in our lives. Amy and Abby have a very successful podcast. We have a successful podcast. We have a community of students now, and we get asked every single day about how to create a podcast. So it just felt so natural for us to move in this direction, just based on pure feedback. And even in the purposeful business course, we have a lesson on podcasting. And after students went through that, they're like, we want more. Like, we want more. What else can we do with this? So as the questions started coming in from our students and then also from our community, it's like, you guys, let us be the resource for this. Like, let us have that resource and teach in a way that we want to learn. So if you're interested in joining, you can sign up for the waitlist. We have included our waitlist in the show notes. So like most things with Purposeful Business, once we have an idea, we want it to be into the world as soon as possible. So we're going to be pretty head down over here as we create this course, as we serve our brand new Purposeful Business students, and as we continue to create some amazing episodes. 